0: Good morning, and welcome again to Antioch Community Church Brighton's Sunday morning virtual service. My name is John Lux, and I have the privilege of serving here as uh, the associate pastor. I also happen to be part of Thursday night Young Adult Life Group, which includes families. All right, so we just finished our Second Timothy series, which ran all summer. And like our normal sermon series here at Antioch Brighton, we looked at a passage of scripture and then through preaching, we engage with how do we live this out? But in the fall every year, by tradition, we do something just a little bit different. We preach a sermon series uh, called Fall Kickoff, where we're asking and answering the question, who is Antioch Brighton? Where are we going and what are we doing? So for the next four weeks, Uh, You'll hear from me and Mark talking about where the church is going, who the church is, uh, and why we're doing the things that we're doing. And if you've been here for a while, this is a time to to get excited again about the things that are true about us as a church. And hear how we're facing the different crises uh, that come against the church in this hour. And if you're new, this is a perfect time to understand a little bit more of the DNA and mentality uh, and identity of who we are as a church why we do the things that we do. All right. And today, I'm going to talk about something called the refocus. I'm sure you heard about it. Uh, it, was, it was a church-wide initiative to engage in listening. All right. So the elders, staff, uh, and, um, and zone leaders of the church gathered together uh, and said, Okay, what does it look like for us to engage church-wide in a process of, of figuring out what God has in store for us? Figuring out the, the things that we need to focus on over the next 9 to 18 months. And when I say 9 to 18 months, you'll hear that time frame. That's a that's time frame that captures all the rest of COVID and a long distance beyond it. All right. So, uh, so the, the, the refocus process took place in small groups of about four people. And in those groups, we asked a series of questions. Questions like, what do you love about this church? What are you looking for in the future at this church? Uh, what makes you stay at this church? But we also asked harder questions like, um, like what is, what is most difficult for you at this church? What do you wish you could change about this church? And we, we engaged in the prophetic asking the question, what is God saying to us as a church? Uh, because we really believe that every single person here is a part of the bigger thing that God is doing in Antioch Brighton. So the team uh, that put the refocus process together worked hard to synthesize all of the data. Uh, And if you attend our town hall today, we'll unpack more of the details of how that process worked. Uh, But today, I'm gonna roll out what we learned from the refocus, what it tells us about who we are as a church, and what it tells us about the things we need to focus on in the next nine to 18 months ahead. All right, let's get started. Now, number one thing. Number one thing that, that was clear in the refocus is that people love Antioch-Brighton because this is a church where there's real community. Real community. And some of the adjectives that people would tie to that idea is that they would say, this church is so sincere in their relationships. They'd say, this church is a place where I feel like I can be vulnerable. A church where, a place, or a church where I see others being vulnerable with me a place that's welcoming, and a place that took initiative with me when I arrived. Now, this church is called Antioch Community Church for a reason. And before that, it was called Community of Faith Christian Fellowship for a reason. One of our values is share life. We really mean it. Now, that's who we are. It's who we've been, and it's who we're going to continue to be in the next 18 months. But let me tell you what we're not. We are not a church that exists solely for the purpose of creating that community. We're not a Christian social club. The refocus, for that matter, was not uh, was not, a, not a new product demo. It was not like a, um, a, a new marketing update to increase our customer satisfaction on some kind of graph in order to please a bunch of church consumers. The members of Antioch Brighton are not church consumers, and the leaders of Antioch Brighton are not marketers to those consumers. We are a people on the mission of God. And the community that we experience here is a byproduct of the sacrificial life we live, loving one another on the mission of God. That's how community works. Listen to how how it's uh, described here uh, in 1 John 1.3. This is not from Paul. It says, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you can have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. That's how community works here in Antioch. All right, what else did people love about this church? What what made people want to stay at this church? Man, this was something that warmed my heart, realizing that this is one of the core takeaways from the refocus process. People love the activity of the Holy Spirit. And specifically, people loved the fact that on any given Sunday morning, any person from the church could participate in the ministry of Jesus using their God-given spiritual gifts. The gifts of prophecy and teaching and encouragement and service could all be brought by every person to serve the body of Christ. And that it was an all play. And that uh, in the gifts of the Spirit, we find participation, all of us, uh, in, in the spheres of ministry on Sunday morning, in life group, and in discipleship. That's who we are. People love that about who we are. And so I would say it this way. I'd say Antioch Community Church Brighton loves the person of the Holy Spirit. And we love the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And when we come into spaces of ministry, we're longing for that. So that was expressed as something that we loved, And it was expressed as something that people wanted more of. And that, and that longing for more, man, that stirs me up. That's something I'm, I'm excited to and looking forward for in the, the years and months ahead. Now, let me tell you who we're not in this area. Antioch Community Church is not going to create a high-pressure environment where people are going to fake it with the gifts of the Spirit. Now, I would pray that you've never been in an environment where you saw or felt that people were faking it in anything spiritual. But I want to tell you, Antioch Community Church is not that kind of place. This is a space where there's freedom and, and liberty in the Holy Spirit for us all to take the journey of knowing God one step, as, one step at a time, all of us together, as we're hungry for the Holy Spirit. All right. Now, this next one is interesting. Uh, so... Um, As a church, right? What is happening in the world around us? Obviously, COVID is happening. But as a church, people have been excited long before it was a, it was a, long before it was the trending issue in our community. We as a church were engaged in the topic of racial justice, the topic of biblical justice and racism and race. This is something that we cared about as a church. And it's something that we still care about as a church that was expressed in, in a variety of ways in the refocus. People were saying they were excited and thankful for that ministry. Other people were saying there's there's a need for more. And let me just say, it was extremely clear that there was a call for greater racial equity in our church. Now, what do I mean when I say that? We're not talking about just a better statistical distribution of skin tones in any given context. That's not what we're talking about when we say racial equity. We're talking about a desire for greater ownership of the church at every level from top leadership to Sunday attendance. Um, uh, An idea that that greater representation and greater ownership and greater traction and belonging uh, for people of color in our church is, is a passion and desire moving forward. Well, let me tell you what we're not. We have not arrived we are not ever going to come up on Sunday morning and be like, look, we created X ministry. Now we've arrived. And I'm so thankful for the advocacy that we, that we get from the JET ministry uh, in the area of race. Uh, but we have not arrived and we feel so conscious of what a long, long way we still have to go in creating the changes that we desire. And that many of you still feel very acutely. But I just... I just, in the midst of that, I want to acknowledge the spirit of grace that I'm hearing communicated by people of color in our church. People remaining engaged as we're exhausted in the midst of the present time. People moving forward and praying in these changes. The the attitude of our church towards this change that we're all on smells like Jesus. Thank you. Let's remain in it. Because now, Brian, we desire greater representation. We want to represent the, the neighborhood we're a part of. We want to represent the city that we're a part of. We want to represent the nation that we're a part of. And we want to represent all the gathered people of God. And to do that, it's, it's going to be a big thing. It's not going to be a small thing. And it's not going to be an easy thing. But as a church, we're committed to it. We're moving forward to it. All right. Now, this is another one. This is an interesting one. Um, one of the outcomes that we saw so clear in the refocus was that people had a desire to be in spaces of multi-generational ministry. Now, what do I mean when I say that? In a sense, I mean that the college kids really wanted to be near the moms with small children in some kind of ministry space. And the young adults had a, had a, had a sense of need to be near the 50-plus crowd in ministry. And so there's a sense in which people being in ministry with people like them is okay, but really as a church, there was a desire that we would come together in intergenerational ministry. Now, I get it. If you're a mom with small kids, you you have better and more excuses than anybody. Good reasons not to come to a small group. But I just want to say, the outcome of the refocus was crystal clear. You being engaged was one of the great desires of the church. And um, family is not a perfect metaphor for what church is like. But I will say that an extended family, where there are multiple generations that work together and uh, love one another and understand one another in the complexity of relationship, That's a bit of the picture of what people are desiring here when they talk about intergenerational ministry. So uh, I want you to begin thinking about other people at our church over the next 18 months as the more different from you they seem in terms of age bracket or life experience, the more you should engage with them in ministry. It was the outcome, uh, uh, that's how people express their desire uh, for intergenerational ministry our church. But let me tell you what we're not. We are not a niche church. Now, if you read some of the church building literature, if you read some of the leadership literature out there in the world, it's telling you, you got to just find your niche and stick to it. You've got to specialize if you want to be an effective church. But guess what? At Antioch, no deal. Antioch has a beautiful college ministry, a powerful one, but we are not a college church. Antioch has a, a, a thrilling and exciting young adult ministry, Holla at you, but we are not a young adult ministry church. Antioch is investing in our children's ministry, building environments where kids can thrive. But Antioch is not a niche church for children's ministry that that'll be the thing that draws people in always. We're a church where intergenerational ministry is going to flourish. All right, now, what's another thing? People loved that we are a church rooted in the Bible. People love that about us, and that's who we are We stand on Scripture. We live and die by Scripture. Scripture gives us our moral imperative. Scripture reveals Christ to us. It is the center of our devotion. It's our bedrock. People value that. People feel safe at a church with good biblical doctrine. But, very clearly, people expressed a desire for more of the Word of God. And not for a little bit more of the Word of God, for a lot more. Of the Word of God. And people expressed a desire, not just for a little bit of Bible teaching about basic things, but people wanted Bible teaching about the controversial issues of our time. And they wanted Bible teachings not about the Bible in a general sense, but they wanted Bible teaching about the controversial, complicated, and tricky passages in the Bible. Those are the places that people want to go to. Now, I don't know that that's going to be a super common desire among churches, but our church wants the deep, the controversial, and the complicated from the Bible. And I think that's really cool. So don't be surprised if over the next, as over the next 18 months, we start to roll out different spaces for Bible teaching and begin to engage that piece of who we are in a fresh way. But let me tell you who we're not, right? We are not gonna be the the people who, who who study the scriptures and miss Jesus. What am I talking about? Uh, a businessman recently was talking to me about uh, one of their sales representatives, right? And this sales representative would refuse to go to the bar with his coworkers so that he could study Greek and Hebrew in his hotel room, right? That's, that was his deal, right? Uh, lo and behold, a year later, this guy's falsifying his sales reports and had to be fired. Are you tracking with me? There was some disconnect between his study of the scripture being so intense and his, his conduct as an employee being not good. And what does Jesus say about the Pharisees? He says, in vain you search the scriptures, for in them you believe that you have life. But it is these very scriptures that speak about me. They, they became experts in the Bible and missed Jesus. We will not do the same at Antioch, Brighton. All right, so I'm going to give my final point here, and then we'll close with a three-word summary and and the six overarching focus areas of the refocus process. All right, the final point here, Antioch-Brighton is a church that can change the world. And at Antioch, one of our core things is we really do believe, I mean, we really believe it, that the local church can change the world. That in all of its messiness and complexity and smallness, the local church is the instrument that God wants to use to change the world. That's who we are. And that's who we believe that God has created us to be as the church. And people deeply value the missional purpose of our church. And they value it in terms of sharing the gospel with their families, with their coworkers and friends and neighbors but they also value the missional purpose of Jesus in engaging biblical justice in the world around us, all right? And so even though uh, many, many of us uh, never even participated in the Mosaic foster care ministry, people who never participated still saw that ministry as representative of the heart of Jesus expressed through our church in the city around us. And then the same deals is, is the Lion of Judah ministry, serving the homeless, turning Methadone Mile into Miracle Mile. It's a place where people can see the activity of Jesus, the missional purpose of Jesus being walked out. Okay? But let me tell you what we're not, Antioch. We are not ever going to sell out on the Great Commission, which says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you to the ends of the earth. Now, we are going to fulfill the Great Commission in the way that Amy Miller talks about it, which is that we have a boldness in sharing the gospel as we minister biblical justice to the people around us. We do it in humility, we do it by listening, engaging, but we do it shamelessly because that's the kind of people we are as we believe that the church can change the world. All right. Now, uh, one way we've been using to talk about the areas of focus, of the refocus, Over the next nine to 18 months, uh, are these three words depth, diversity, and reconciliation. And for each of these, there there are two associated areas of, of focus depth, diversity, reconciliation. Depth. We want to go deep in the Word of God, studying the Scriptures and engaging with the issues of our time. We want to go deep with the Holy Spirit, experiencing all that he has in the gifts of the Spirit and knowing the person of the Holy Spirit. We want diversity. We want a diversity of voices in our church. We want uh, we want racial equity and, and biblical racial justice to happen. But we also want a diversity of age and life stages in every context of ministry in our church. Reconciliation, we want to do the biblical ministry of reconciling God and man by sharing the gospel and leading people to know Jesus. And we want to have the biblical ministry of of reconciling the brokenness in our society, the brokenness between people. And we can say reconciling both God to man through evangelism and outreach, and then reconciling people with one another, reconciling the broken places in the world around us, bringing biblical justice. So depth, diversity, and reconciliation. Those are our watchwords for the time ahead. And we're hoping as a refocused team to bring an even clearer and more concise way of stating the same six areas of focus. And I'm sure you have many additional questions about this. I'd love to see you at the town hall. Sign right back in with the same link uh, that you used to join our Sunday service this morning and we can engage more in that same space uh, of asking questions about the process of the refocus and some of the ways that we're going to try and walk out uh, in these areas of focus, being the church that can change the world. God bless you, anyhow.